Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here today with a great podcast. I got a guy named Jamal who owns a tire company, and it's Roadrunner uh, Mobile uh, Tire Repair. Tire Repair. And I met Jamal, and you guys will look on my uh, YouTube when he helped me with tires on my RV. The was it the first notice? This RV, and he he did it so quick he blew me away. But what really blew me away with the young guy is his story of staying strong, making his mistakes, and keep coming back. And that is what is the key to life, actually. Before we get started, check us out on YouTube programs. Check us out on Patreon. Check us out on the Action Crew. We got merch. We got everything out there. Now, welcome to the show, Jamal. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, you're a little nervous, right? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> you, you can speak right up. You know, don't be scared. Okay. The, uh, let's go right. You, you, where you from? You're from. How old are you? Uh, 28. You're 28 years old. You own your own uh, tire company. Yeah, uh, Tri County. It's Tri County Road Runner, and then one of our D, our DBA name is uh, Road Runner Mobile Tire Repair. You, you know, it's amazing because the, what really got me wanting to do this is because you told me how you learned about tires. I mean, you literally learned about tires. You, you dove into something that people don't get. And I tell people all the time, I says, listen, whatever you do, just do it right. And if you do it right, you're going to learn and you become good at it. You can make a career out of it. You can make a business out of it. You got some big plans. Yeah. But we're going to get into, into your business here in a minute. And we're going to get into your background a little bit. When I met you, what made me uh, want to help you and want to support what you do is you're, you're a three-time felon. Uh, you made your mistakes in life. And uh, you're going to be a great example for young people to turn their life around and work hard. It doesn't mean you don't have fun. Life Correct. is about fun, man. No, don't ever, don't anybody ever, you know, uh, uh, kid yourself. And life is about fun. And I think it's important. So uh, I'm really want to get into that. At what age did you start getting into crime? Um, I got my first, I first got in trouble when I was like 14 years old. Um, me and my cousin hanging out in the park. Uh, it's kind of like a screwed up situation too, but we were in the park uh, in Boynton in Boyne Beach uh, playing with BB guns at a park. And, um, you know, there was a, it was a park where kind of like a lot of elderly people came and stuff like that. And there was this older couple out there and I don't really know. They caught, before they, we were out there at the park with the BB guns, kind of shooting ducks, <laughs> doing dumb stuff. And before you know it, the police ended up showing up and we just got arrested, honestly. So you both got arrested, you got some juvie charges, that kind of stuff. It was like aggravated assault and stuff is what they gave us. But it, the, the crazy part of the whole situation, we, we didn't say not one word to those elderly people the whole time we were at the park. And we were at that park for about a whole hour and stuff before they even came, but it was just a weird it was a weird situation i was 14 years old i really didn't know what the hell was going on and stuff i had never had an encounter with the police anyway so it was just kind of did what they said right so you get you get there your mom comes and gets you uh you dumb motherfucker what you do hold my ass up beat your ass up i love it man good for you good for her good for mom the uh let's keep going though uh you when you become an adult you start getting into trouble. What was your first time? Because you did, you did what? How long did you do in prison? 
Um, no, I didn't actually. I didn't. Thank God, I didn't go to prison. Um, you went to jail. I went to county jail. I did a, uh, a year in the county. Okay. Basically, um, I had a little bit of game time. I had three months game time, so I only did. I only had to end up doing like six or seven months, right? And stuff with, with the remaining from when I first went in. What was the charge? <laughs> it was a uh, rob, simple robbery, and uh, grand theft of a motor vehicle. Which they, that's what it got lessened, lessened to and stuff, which was better for me and everything. You know, people who know my story, I was robbing cars when I was 15, 16 years old, and we were making 500 bucks a car, bringing them to chop shops. Uh, and I don't know if that's what you were doing as well, bringing them in there, making money, getting similar. Sim- listen, similar situation. I've always felt like when I got older... You know, I kind of, you know, it's still a bad decision, but I always felt like if you're going to be out here doing something, you got to make it make sense. And um, there's nothing wrong with you say. You see people do stupid stuff and they go, well, why'd you do it? At least you were making money. Exactly. You know, you, you started getting in trouble. So that was your, was that your first felony? Um. Yes. Yeah. Do, do you have any other felonies? And then that's when, uh, after, after the robbery and the Grand Theft Auto, I ended up, um, Another situation in Boynton, uh, you know, I, fortunately, Boynton is not the, in certain areas, it's not the greatest place to just, I guess, be around without protection. So I uh, was at a party one night in Delray with a friend of mine from Boynton. I had to take them home after that. So we, we go to Boynton. And the worst mistake I ever did was stopping at a corner store in Boynton, 2 o'clock in the morning, coming from a party. You know, the police kind of be hot on the streets. and. I pulled up to the store and got some things out of there. We left the store. As soon as I ended up leaving the store, I got pulled over. And unfortunately, I had a gun in the car and stuff. It was my gun and everything. I ended up going to jail that night, too. Um, they hit me with <laughs> constructive possession of a, well, the first they hit me with possession of a firearm. And they actually gave me a charge for every bullet that was in the gun, too. Yeah, I, I tell these people all the time about the gun. And constructive possession means the gun is in your car. Yeah, and it's not locked up yeah. or something of that nature. And basically, I'm a felon, constructive possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. And okay, so they get you for that. Now let's get right to it. Why'd you have the gun? Were you were you in gang activity? I wasn't in gang activity, but you know there'll be it's they, you have problems with people. You know, I I guess Boynton's not really much of a, a gang place, but you know if you don't had a problem with a guy uh, or something recently, you just kind of. In, in in our mind, I guess we make it feel like okay, we gotta at least make sure we sh- we, we we strap, we protect it. You know, and, and I get that because listen, I used to carry two guns. Uh, but didn't you fight? Didn't you like to fight? Yeah, we would, but nowadays people don't want to do that no more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I will, I will fight. I I would like to fight quicker than the you know pull, pull a to, gun, pull or a something. gun to go to violence and stuff, but. It's the next man. Is he going to feel the same way? Right. But but uh, obviously you went to a party with a gun, so you must have either thought, eh, I don't know what you were doing, and, and I'm not going to get into your whole thing of that. Yeah. You made your mistakes. Yes, you you did have a gun. You robbed. You come out of jail. You, you do a year in jail, and then you come out, and you're still in the streets. You're still with the wrong crowd, obviously. And you ha- your gun. What was the third one? I think that's actually it. I might be good on the felonies. Well, was that the one when you got caught uh, 
you got pulled over by the cops when you were doing a job or something and they thought you were, it was a stolen car or something. The, the fleeing and eluding, yeah. But I didn't get charged for that and anything. So, yeah, I just only... I you you, you have two felonies and you're arrested the third time or Multiple whatever time, it was. Yeah. Multiple times. You go like that. So, at now, at what age are you when you get caught with the gun? I was uh, 2016... So that's uh, four years. You're 24 years old. Yeah. What got you into becoming a car guy? I mean, I watched you take a tire off of this big RV, this 27,000-pound RV, which is nothing for you, uh, and do it in 15 minutes. I mean, we were bullshitting more in the time than, 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 you, than exactly. you did the job, which I like doing that. And I love to hear people who had their rough times and, made it on their own and obviously as a convicted felon it's hard to get a job that pays or whatever it is right. and uh and then you went and figured out tell me how you got into the car business or the tire changing business well basically um when i caught the, when i was 17 and i caught the um those charges of the robbery and stuff i had uh i got put on house arrest um of course, Palm Beach County schools didn't want to really deal with me and stuff like that. And the funny thing about it was I wasn't really a troublemaker in school. I used to get out of school and cause hell and stuff like that. I never really, I kind of went to school and did what I had to do. You did go? Did yeah. you graduate? Yeah, I did. I ended up Good graduating from Mavericks, Mavericks High School in Palm Springs their first year. Their first year opening. I was part of the first class that graduated. Good for you. Congratulations. But I had, when I went on house arrest, I couldn't find a school. So I ended up going to this school called Delray Youth Vocational Academy. And um, it was on Lake Ida in Congress. A lady named Marjorie, she ran the program. She's a very nice lady. You know, um, she had a couple of people come speak to me and everything. You know, she felt like I was a, she, she seen something. Maybe the same thing you've seen. So she, um, work ethic, I yeah. think it is. So when I went there, uh, they had a mechanic program. And I joined the mechanic program. Truth be told, I joined the program to not go home so early because I was on house arrest. As soon as you get out of school, you got to go home. But if you join the little program, you get to stay like two hours after school, chill the girls and stuff. But, you know, when we when I started the program, I actually took a life to it. Like, you know, we was doing brakes, tires and stuff, and they were showing us how to do oil changes and all this other stuff. So I took a real liking to it, you know, like really interested this is, I think was, I want to say his name was Bob, <laughs> Mr. Bob. But I was like, and he could tell, he could also tell that, okay, yeah, this cat's liking this because I'm asking a lot of questions about this and about that and, and things with tires and stuff. So uh, kept that knowledge with me, and I ended up graduating. when I, gra I went to Mavericks right after uh, Delray Youth. Um, after I went, after I went, after I went to, when I went to Mavericks and I graduated, I ended up... Um, my my grandma she asked me what i wanted for you know graduating i had to think i told her i'm gonna think about it for a while my dad had just passed away the year before that and i i asked i said Look, can i get my dad's car in the backyard and stuff like that she was like yeah 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 you can that's a good idea so when i got it she was like he's gonna need some tires and stuff like that and you know so i told my mom funny story i told my mom i said come on let's go let's go to this tire shop and get some tires so we went to speedy tires and um, on mili it was, used to be, it's not there no more, but on Military Trail in Forest Hill. And when we went there, the guy, Speedy, 
uh, he was he was flirting with my mom and stuff. So we get I'm buying four tires and he flirting with my mom. So we they, they put the tires on and we get back in the car. I literally look at my mom. I'm like, you know, you can give me a job here. I'm like, I don't mind changing tires. I know what I'm doing a little bit. And she she was like, what? I was like, cause he like you. <laughs> so like, use the mom to do it, I right? Use the mom, man. She basically she went in there. She got me a job. Um, I worked at Speedy's for like three years. I'm talking about. You know, unfortunately, not to talk bad about people's business, but I was getting underpaid. I was working. I was like his number one guy. Everything, uh, working on on dismantled machines. I'm talking about everything. It was. Was it all tires? I mean, everything to do with tires. Tires, brakes, brakes that kind oil. Of, so it's like one of those uh, tire kingdoms or wherever they do all that kind of stuff. Okay, correct. You know, and um, did that for about three and a half years. Uh, um, and stuff um, I ended up leaving Because I ended up getting licensed uh, You know as of the, Over the years Because I was interested I had so much interest in tires And stuff You know I, I did research I found out other things You know Stuff like um, Hey if you get your license You you, actually, you can leave this place At paying Making nine seventy five, changing twelve, Changing tires for 12 hours a day And stuff 7 days a week you can leave this place and you can go to a tire kingdom. They got tires plus. They got this, you know. And um, I found this one company, uh, Palm Beach Tire Pros, and stuff. So you got your license. I ended up getting my license at the first place at, at Speedy. The, at Speedy's, and then um, I ended up leaving there, going to uh, t- um, Palm Beach Tire Pros on Hypoluxo and Seacrest, and I worked there. I worked there for three months. They were doing. They were doing. Um, car tires in the front of the building and they were doing semi-truck tires in the back of the building and no lie i worked there for three months and i left <laughs> you, you didn't like it or uh, i did we, but it was starting to they put it like this what I, what i've learned about these um what i also learned over the years working at quite a few tire shops too also you know in between speedies I learned that basically a lot of times when they had the boss man has their number one guy that's just all it's gonna be and a lot of people there at Palm Beach Tire Pros, you know, they had seniority, like seniority. You you could ask them what you need for what you needed before you can even go to the boss man and stuff, and they can give you permission to leave and stuff like that. So, um, so you had a lot of bosses, so to speak. Yeah. So I ended up, I actually just ended up leaving straight up. You know, I felt like with the. I guess the passion that I had for what I did, I felt like, okay, bum, you got the first steps of this. Like, you know, go find somewhere. So, went home, and now I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna tell you. Now something. you didn't get a job first. You just left them. No, I, well, that's what I'm gonna say. I've always had a job. When I was working at Speedy's, I eventually I started working at Checkers on Six and Dixie. I love so, listen, your work ethic, Jamal. So that, I, was, I mean, uh, that, that's what I love. No lie, I was getting up in the morning, going to Speedy's at seven. Um, oh, so you went no, back to Speedy's? I'm, I'm gonna tell you, when I was working at Speedy's and working at Checkers, this is what I was doing. Um, I would go to, well, actually, I would go to Speedy's like at twelve, one o'clock in the afternoon, and I would work all the way to seven o'clock. I'll get off work and go to Checkers at nine, and I work at Checkers from nine to four. To in four the in the morning. morning. Four in the morning, I get off, and then I get up and go to Speedy's at. 12, 12 o'clock again so you yeah. went home so you really were busting your ass in the end towards the end yes at, at the end of at the end 
I had it down packed so good. Now, were you a saver with money or were you a spender? Spender. <laughs> with what? The ladies, the partying? Did you? You didn't have time to party. I didn't, but I had actually. I had you know, um, had my family and stuff like that with my girl, and I didn't have no kids at the time. She had kids, but you know, uh, I was felt like I just had to be the man, so I kind of had a lot of responsibilities along with you know paying bills and stuff um i guess i really didn't have a lot of time now let me ask you a question did you ever think about getting back into robbing cars doing stuff crime drugs obviously you we're all able to do that i mean i tell young people every day listen it's it would be easy for me to do crime i could go rob a jewelry store right now for a million dollars no question correct i won't I mean, I just, I know I can get away with it. I just, it's not in me. I don't want to have to look over my shoulder. I don't want to get back into that game, so to speak. And, and I could make less money and be happier and without that pressure. Did you ever think about it, though, working two jobs and all that? Uh, the robbery, probably not. Uh, maybe a little slanging, trying to make some money here and there. Uh, you know, I don't want to incriminate myself, but yeah, I, I attempted you okay, know. And, and you saw it wasn't for you. Yeah, it was. Um, it Don't was worry, the too- statute of limitations yeah. way up. <laughs> <laughs> I know the law. So yeah, it was just a lot going on in the city of Lake Worth at that time. I was living in Lake Worth, and basically, uh, you know, I, the, what I was making and stuff, I just felt like, listen, it's not, it's, it's true. I kind of had to stop because I'm like, no, nah, it ain't really worth it, man. These guys are getting time over this little petty little stuff too. I just was like, yeah, nah. and you knew you were getting, it. you were a felon already. Uh, you know, all of a sudden you get caught. Already, yeah. It's done, man. You know that, and you're gonna get a lot of time. You get, you're gonna start off with about three to five years, but next next slick is gonna be ten plus, and then that's just the way they're doing people. Eh? But so you get so now you you you're working at you you did your two jobs, and then you quit that, and then you went to the one place because you got your certification. Yeah, basically, I had my license. Your license, yeah. You get a license. There's a license for tires. Well, there is a TIA, but what it. The what, a, a what? A TIA. Uh, it's like a tire tire uh, certificate. Like you're a certified tire technician. And stuff. Oh, wow. I do have one of those, actually. I got my TIA, TIA when I was at Goodyear and stuff. Um, oh, well, you went to Goodyear, too. Yeah, that's why I'm, like, I, I was kind of, when it, I kind of moved around a lot in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? But I think... I thank everybody because moving around, uh, yes, it what it did. It did show that I didn't have stability, but when honestly, when you sit up here and talk to me, I got every trait of every last boss that I worked for. Well, you learned, you know. Uh, you know, I always say if you're moving forward, no matter what you're doing, you're doing good. Just don't get stagnant and don't get. Uh, have your ultimate goal. Ultimate, your, I'm sure your ultimate goal is on your own business. Correct. I've always wanted to get out and do it on my own, especially the fact that I was liking what I do, you know. Yeah, you know, you talk to me about tires, and, and, and like I talk about young people, and I talk about what I did. You got a passion for tires. When I told you, what about, you know, I'm worried about this, man, you go, Larry, listen to me. Let me tell you about tires. And you started going into all this stuff about about mistakes, you can't make a mistake. One boss told you because you make a mistake, people die. Uh, I mean, you got into these tires that you know more about tires probably than anybody I know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, what got you in? Now you work, you work multiple tire places. You, what, what took you to tires and not 
maybe mechanics because doesn't mechanics make great money like you know today it's computer shit but uh yeah what i was seeing was um when i really it was speedies to, honestly to figure out that i really like that i really like what i'm doing um and i guess you know the rush in the i guess the rush of everything and trying to move at a fast speed and pace i guess um no no you need that a lot of young people do they can't get stale and bored or something you know now you do major 18 wheelers and all that kind of stuff that's really where you make your money right or you do mostly yeah yeah we uh we do uh semi trucks everything dump trucks uh rvs of course yeah <laughs> and do you and and i do you get contracts for that or is it they people just pull you out of a book uh, well, we got the advertisement. Our ads is pretty big right now. Uh, a lot of we got a lot of advertising jobs. I do have a couple of accounts. Um, like this one account I got with uh, TC Express and Riviera Beach. Uh, two older gentlemen. They got like eight trucks, thirteen trailers, and stuff like that. We do a lot of work from them. Um, now they'll subcontract you. Well, I'm not gonna really say subcontract you, but basically you're their main tire guy. Any tire issues that they have, they're going to call you first for anything. When it comes to buying tires, all that, they'll call you first. And I have another one, but it's not semi, but um, another one, uh, Trinity Asphalt out in Royal Palm. This guy named John, he owns that company. Uh, but he has, like, smaller trucks like F-250s and trailers and stuff. And I, I do all his tires, too. I actually... Just last week, we did eight tires out No, there. no, I get what you mean. What I meant is, like, on the highway, a truck okay. goes down. How do they call you? Through the ads. Because I didn't call. Well, how I did it was I call the company that I have insurance for. Yeah. Yeah, it do work like that sometimes. It will work like that. They um, AAA or whatever. Allstate. They do call us out and like basically like self-contract us, drive and stuff. Now, that night, you called uh, a company and I guess, you know, whoever your insurance. And they called their company and it got subbed out a, a third way. Basically, I'm talking about it was it was heaven sent too, you know. So um, that call actually the guy uh, Chad from Premier One Towing, he's the one that uh, subbed me out to that call. To my know? call. Yeah. It, it was funny because when you got there, I mean, I knew, and they said, "Hey, listen, whatever the deal is, you have to do this." I said, and then I got to the main guy where I was, and he said, "Listen, whatever you pay, get a receipt, and we'll reimburse you." I said, "Good enough, deal enough." Then when you came out there. And I, I just said, this kid's a hustler, man. He, he he called me, got there quick as he could, and I was way up. I was up in Port St. Lucie, and you came out there and and you popped it real quick. Obviously, I mean, yeah. I consider that quick. I mean, shit, it would take me an hour, two hours to freaking change a flat on a freaking regular bicycle. <laughs> I mean, but that's just me. But the uh, so you you now you got you end up going from. Uh, all these tire places how do you find your own business how do you get into your own business that's what people want to know it happened at goodyear um lpex um i i've always had a boss to like me like the bosses they've always uh, you're a likable guy man you got me to like you yeah. i mean you really are you're a, you're a <laughs> likable guy so um scott scott flexer he was a pretty good guy um Man, honestly, let me tell you something. Scott Flexer, he was the first guy, a first guy I ever seen. He, he eat my eat my wife's cooking the way he was eating it. I'm talking about, but you know, here that's neither here nor there. But we were good. Oh, your wife used to bring give food. you food, and he'd eat it. Yeah, he'd eat it. I'm talking about <laughs> scrape the plate. 
type stuff. I'm like, hey, your wife cooked last night? So, uh, but we came really close, and uh, he used to let me keep my stocked up tires. I had a bunch of tires in stock at my house, and I was telling Scott, like, I got so many tires, bro. Now, what do you mean you got tires? New tires? Used tires. I was saving tires, you know, keeping them in stock and stuff like that. And I had a funny story. I had a 1999 Mercury Grand Marquise, and my girl's mom had bought me this little air tank where you fill it up. I had this little axe picks and I had these little toolbars and stuff like that I was just saving over time. And no lie, man, I was changing tires out of the Mercury, pulling up the people and stuff. And they Scott, gotta be saying, "What the hell is this?" It was kind of it was kind of weird in the beginning and stuff. But Scott used to let me keep a lot of inventory and stuff. And if I showed up early in the morning or late in the afternoon, he would sometimes even let my customers pull up and I would do little things. And um, I'm talking about he was a great friend of mine. What basically happened, um, once I started working at Goodyear, of course, you start elevating, you start meeting people, you meet this person, you meet that person and stuff like that. So um, I was having a lot of jobs out of this Mercury. So I'm like, I can't keep doing this. So the guys at the, the road technicians at Goodyear, I started asking them, I'm, hey, you guys, you boys will take me somewhere after work. I'll pay you a hundred bucks. I pay you 90 bucks. So it, it started to turn into, I think that's where I messed up at. I should have, I should have played, I should have bid it low. They take me here, I give you 50 bucks because they started noticing, wait, this cat, this cat giving us 100 bucks just to take him somewhere. How much money is he making? Yeah, well, you they know? must have thought they were doing something else. No, I mean, actually, no. They, they, they they were there to see. I oh, they, to, they watched the whole thing. So right? I'm, I need to use their truck and all this other stuff and load tires up. So, you know, they just start. The next thing, you know, it just, they, it kind of was going left. They were starting to ask for more money and this and that. And I don't know. I just kind of got fed up. One day I got fed up and I was leaving Goodyear and rage and I called Chad and I, Chad was a tow guy um, from Premier One Towing. And I'm like, Chad, listen, bro, I need a truck really bad, dog. I'm like, bro, I need a truck. I was like, I got some for them guys at that job. Did you bro. have money? A couple a couple dollars and stuff. Nothing like made. I mean, nothing. you're really on your balls, right? Yeah, I mean, so you're still I, hustling, but you, when you're I was paying staying, for wife. Listen, and when I was living, honestly, that, that, that good year was that. That's the job that really bought it all out. Trust me. I was... Uh, I was staying in a house where I had $1,400 rent. I'm talking about $1,400 rent. You got four kids in there. You got your kid in there. Uh, I'm talking about, listen. That's a lot of money. Better hustle. And then she and my girl making minimum, less than minimum wage and stuff. It was just, that was a tough spot when we moved into that place. And we had to basically move in there because we didn't really have nowhere to go. You have nowhere to go and no room. Right, right. So, um, you know, but we, we was... Hustling, busting it down, and stuff like that. And um, Chad was like, "Bro, I got a truck. I got a Dodge Ram. This is 1995 right now." He was like, "Okay." So he said, "I'm like, so how much you want?" He was like, "Give me 600." And, he was like, "625 dollars or 650 or some." So what I told him was, "I'm like, well, listen. How about this? Every weekend, every Sunday, I'll give you, I'll give you a hundred bucks. I'll give you 125 till we work it out and stuff." I gave him a hundred in the beginning, and I was like, "I give you 125 every Sunday." So Chad gave me the truck. He gave it to me in the beginning and stuff. Um, so he trusted you. Yeah, obviously. he trusted me because we did. We started. We were doing a lot of business. So how I did to pay for the truck was was crazy. I would go to Speedy's. I called Speedy's. I hadn't spoke to him in years. I'm like, yo, you need somebody on a Sunday and stuff like that. 
because Sundays was one of their busiest days. I remember he was like, yeah, come um, start come working for me on a Sunday. So basically, I'm working at a truck tire shop Monday through Friday, you know, changing semi-truck tires. And then on Sunday, boom, I'm going to Speedy's 8 o'clock in the morning, busting it down. And I started noticing that when I was going to Speedy's on Sundays, man, listen, I'm talking about you, there was a sheet of paper where you keep your name of how many tires and stuff you're doing. Man, listen, I'm talking about I'm busting down 35, 42 cars in one day. <laughs> Whoa, you you ain't playing around. Sunday. You're turning them over, man. And and like and you know it, the pay. Unfortunately, I don't want to keep bashing bashing the guy, but the pay really wasn't that great. So you only really got paid ninety dollars to work from that eight to four. At but, thirty-five cars? But yeah, but listen, but now you get making paid, tips. You getting paid ninety dollars, but you leaving with a hundred and fifty dollars in tips too. You, I was, I was killing, killing what we were making for the day in tips. So you're making two two twenty-five. Yeah, a day, I, was probably, we'll I was honestly, I was making about two hundred twenty-five dollars every every, every, every Sunday. Sunday. So and you're paying your guy one hundred twenty-five, walking away with one hundred twenty. You own the car in five weeks. Yeah, I, by the end of the month, I had the truck. Um, I went and got it registered, and it's funny because when I when I first pulled up in the truck, those guys at Goodyear they was looking like, oh shit, he done went and got a truck, and like they were laughing. They were, well, because it was beat up. The truck was really yeah, beat but up. They, were, they lost out on getting that money. They lost out on getting that money. So uh, uh, they 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 introduced me to one of the guys from Goodyear had introduced me to this guy named Tony Tires, uh, Tony Tires Road Service off Tenth Avenue and stuff. And I used to buy tires from Tony. So when when I got the truck, I went over there with Tony. Tony, look, I got a truck. Blah, say blah. Yeah, you like it? I need to get a compressor. Da 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 da. Because I'm talking about trying to start doing my own little tire service. This guy Tony, he told me that I remember that day like nothing. He was like, "Okay, this is what I want you to do, Jamel. Meet me." He said, "Meet me at Wings Plus." It was a Wings Plus off Congress and um. 6th Ave. He was like, meet me at Wings Plus tonight at 8 o'clock p.m. Weird stories. It made you feel like you was living in like some movie type stuff. So I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. Yeah, what's going on? What am I going on Wings Plus? <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking he going to try to, you know what I'm saying? So we go over there and uh, we have the, the man gave me some dinner, you know, bought me some wings. <laughs> You're and happy see, already. And stuff like that. I'm like, okay, well, what's going on, Tony? And once again, another person, I see something in you hustle ambition he was like you you gotta drive and stuff this guy said i got a compressor that i'm not using he was like but it's kind of a mission to get it he told me where it was and stuff like that um so i'm like i'm like you serious he was like yeah and give me six hundred dollars for it and stuff for the compressor he was like pay me when you can now it's a real it's a, it's an industrial compressor industrial compressor 30 gallon exactly what i it was exactly what i needed so I'm like, okay, cool. So I go get my nephew. Me, um, a couple that weekend, I went and got my nephew, and we went, we went to uh, Lake Worth to where it was. It was uh, at this uh, mechanic shop that these Spanish guys own. Now, in the back of the mechanic shop, they had cars lined up in a row to a gate. Tony said the compressor is in a white van in the back. Do you know you had like five cars in a row? Then you had the gate. The <laughs> So just imagine this. It was like a basically the truck was boxed in the corner behind a whole bunch and, of cars. And you got you, you couldn't even take this compressor out with a, like a hand truck. 
without a, a engine lift or something. We had to use an engine lift. But not only that, the van ain't have no engine in the inside of it, so you couldn't even move it. So the chief, the the Mexican guys, they moved all the cars in front of the van for me and my for me and my nephew, and we literally got behind the van and. I'm talking about we pushed it all the way up, no lie. Oh, we, to get it out to the front. To of get it out to the front. Um, the guys let us use the engine crane to pull out the compressor. We put it on the back of my truck. I strapped it down. Uh, I, we went to my aunt's house and, me, and my nephew, me and my nephew, he, he helped me bolt that thing. We drilled it down. and. Oh, you bolted into your the truck you got for $600. Exactly. So you started this company with that compressor and that truck. Exactly. So it was six hundred dollars for that truck and six hundred dollars for the compressor. compressor. As much as the truck. Exactly. And just took off like that. And And that's how you started this thing. Now you have a warehouse and you have yeah, tires correct. everywhere and yeah. everything else. And I was getting all my tools, uh like I said, Scott Flexer, he was such a good guy. He was selling me tools and stuff, selling me the big guns for a cheap price, uh selling me the cheetahs. The powered for, stuff that Exactly. You he was selling them selling it to me for a great price. So, you know, it was kinda used. But over the time I was buying stuff too for myself. Now this time. all started at what age? Um that was seventeen, two thousand seventeen. So I was like, uh, well, well, it was two thousand seven. So you have your business for three years, a little over three years. Yeah. So two thousand seventeen. So you're twenty five years old. Yeah. So yeah, but it, but in the beginning, it was fictitiously registered. I had the business, I guess, uh, fictitiously registered in two thousand seventeen. I did register it fictitiously. I don't, I don't really know what that means down here, but right. you're doing a DBA. Doing business as do you have a corporation? LLC. Okay, LLC corporation. Yeah. Okay, so you're a registered corporation. But that didn't happen until till 2020. Good for That's you. What I'm saying. So you got I yourself legit. In 2020, I did the fictitious thing. I guess that was I don't know if they they like it's like if you have a make it as a hobby, but I was able to register it fictitiously because I had a one time I had a situation when I was. It had this truck and everything. I had this big major company from Georgia call me and stuff. And I went out there and I did a road service in Delray for this really big company in Georgia one time. It was like heaven sent, too. Um, and they said, damn. And they wrote me a check in Tri-County Roadrunner name. That's what happened. And what I, I went and got the business. That's what made me go get it registered fictitiously and stuff. And so I, I got to cash this check. check. Yeah. <laughs> I need money. So uh, when I did that, that's when they gave me. They gave me the money. The bank hadn't gave me the money and stuff. Well, yeah, well, you you need to register that with, with whether it's Sunbiz or whatever, so you can open a bank account because you can't open a bank account and then get checks made. And if you get them made in your name, uh, that's not a good thing either because then all of a sudden the taxes are going to come straight to you, and there's no way to get liability insurance as a company and all that kind of stuff. So now now you you ended up uh, getting such a. Obviously, does business start just picking up on your own? I mean, what got you, like, you didn't go to business school. You're self-made, and I call, and the guy, everybody who knows you, right, it's the hustle, it's the it's learning. You're very smart. Obviously, you absorb, and that's the, the number one thing. Uh, so w what makes you, in the beginning, now you got a truck, and you, got, you are you just trying to make extra money? Was that how it really started? I did need the money because, like I said, the rent was fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. um, I had obligations and stuff still going on. That money I had to pay and everything. Uh, life was just stressful, so it was the it, it 
it was the money it was good money and then once again i enjoy what i'm doing no lie man i could be out there changing 10 semi tires i'm having the best time of my life you know i got um a lot of times when i do like a lot of quantity of tires i like turn my music on and stuff like that i'm I'm talking about I really get in the rhythm. <laughs> no, no, I, I I saw you. I saw you do the ties twice with me, and you did my stems, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I got to say, I mean, not only are you good, you, you're quick, you know. I mean, you know it. Obviously, you've done a zillion of them now, I'm sure, and the big rigs and all that stuff. And I'll bet every job is a challenge because every rig that has a flat or something, it's something different. You don't know. You might go out different. The weight of it, the angle of it, it's Correct. cool. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of, and I, and I, that would excite anybody. But now you're a business. Now you advertise. Now you, do you have any employees? Um, well, one that's right now. Okay. He's kind of like a part-time employee and stuff. His name Calvin Clemens. He right. Works now he stuff. works for you and uh, now he, you've been teaching him the trade. Is that what it is? Like, yeah, basically, um, well, uh, hopefully by uh, by uh, May this year, um, I'm gonna actually be having Cal because Calvin doesn't have license right now. But hopefully by May, we're working on getting a hardship, so he gonna have the license in May. I'm actually working on getting another truck. So by this summer, I'm hoping in two trucks, two workers, we can be in two different places, Tri County, Road Runner. Is there is there enough business out there? There is enough business. It's up. Uh, I've been up for. I went to sleep today, <laughs> but I've been up for the last 48 hours since yesterday. Changing tires. Changing tires. Yeah, and I, I was yeah. in Yeehaw Junction. I was in Fort Pierce. I went to Bell Glade the other night. Everything. Good for you, man. Again, that's that hustle and that's that work ethic, and I think that's important. Uh, we're get, we're, you know, you got a great story of a guy who made mistakes, who changed his life with passion for what he does, and I think that's really, really important. I think people need to hear that. Uh, I want you to, what do you want to say to my audience uh, that are young people listening and whether they made mistakes, not, uh, what is it? Follow the pay. What What would you say to them? Um, that's a good question. Just you got to do the right thing. You know, it's hard and it's hard out here. Like, honestly, trust me, it's a lot of times where I'm not going to sit up here and say, I'll be like, damn, I should just go rob their ass. But it is a lot of times where when things get rough, I guess, you know, and becoming a man, it just make you feel like, I wish there was another way, you know. But, you know, I, from where you've been, if you done been somewhere, you know, you'd be like, you don't want to go back to that situation. So, yeah, I don't know. You got to, honestly, I just try to tell people, pray about it. Push, push, pray until something happens. Good for you. You know. I, I, I try to tell people to what you said earlier and you, you didn't hit on here is find what you like to do and you'll like it and you like to go out when you get a call to go to an 18 wheeler that got two flats or a accident you need to do I'm whatever, ready you're ready man I get I, pumped you get pumped and and I like what I do and that's what makes me want to keep doing it you like what you do and that's what makes you got and I think most people that's the best advice I try to give people is find what you like to do that can make money Obviously, I'd like to also, you know, uh, just you know, go fly around in a plane. But how am I going to make money? You know, exactly. But a lot of people find what they like to do, and you have. It took a while. You went, and none of the obstacles in the way. You're personable. You got great communication skills. I'm giving you. It has nothing to do with education. As an educated man, I, I was a street guy. I was always a street guy. Yeah. I, I could read people. I could talk to people. I could talk to a multi-millionaire. I could talk to the Doug. 
it's just the way I was, you know, and, and that's a talent you have. And I think if we could teach people the talents of either communication skills, work hard, and like what you do, and you're going to be a success in life. And I want to thank you for coming on, man. I think your story is amazing. I love that you had your hardships and you changed your life around because that's what we call this, the redemption stories. All People right. who've changed. You found God. Good for you. I love that. Anybody who has whatever it takes in your life to become a better human being. And I've seen good and bad and all that kind of stuff, but you're, you're coming from the heart, and I think that's all that matters. So I want to thank you. All right, Larry. Have a great one, man. And if I need a tire guy, and if anybody needs a tire guy, and you're in anywhere in Southeast Florida from Port St. Lucie to Miami. Correct. Man, you call my man Jamel, and his information is in the links below, all that kind of stuff. Make sure you check it out, his information. All right, everybody, have a great day. Stay strong, stay out of trouble, and make good choices.